0: All right, so the title of my message today is What Do We Do Now? And I titled this two months ago for this day because I live in America. I've observed the last few elections. I've observed the volatility in our country right now. And I had predicted in my own mind that by December 20th, that's when the election would finally be resolved. So I picked this date and I said, Lord, you have to speak to me. What do we do now? And uh, I want you to stay with me. There's plenty of biblical teaching after this intro, but I want to pastor you for a moment. Is that Okay. Just nod your head online, like text amen or something, you know. I'm going to pastor you. I'm not just your speaker, okay? I'm not just the speaker guy. I'm pastoring the church. I'm going to pastor you through this and uh, pastor us through this time in our country. And um, this is probably one of the most divided elections we've had in our time. And it seems like each one becomes more important and more divisive, okay? I'm not sure that that's going to change. But we have had worse. We've had worse in our history. And we've survived. Um... It hasn't concluded, but the press has said that uh, Joe Biden is the president of elect. Uh, elect. Of course, the uh, results haven't been certified. I'm certain there's lawsuits that are coming. And, and if you don't believe that, I mean, the news will probably validate that. I guarantee. Um, just think back no further to Gore versus Bush uh, with the hanging chads. Remember that guy staring at that thing and with a magnifying glass? I and mean, Was it hanging? Was it, you know, and that went on for 36 days. And if you think, like, that was so unusual, did you forget the last presidential election? If you remember, they were trying to have faithless electors, remember? They were trying to lobby the people that would finally make the decision for President Trump to change their mind at the last minute. That was the big deal. So it's, it's going on, and so I'm certain this election will be no different than that. Um, My hope is that we can just get it right so we can alleviate the pain and the the accusations and all the chaos that's been created. I can only imagine there's there's gonna be more chaos, um, more conflicts, And uh things to be concerned about. Um one thing that concerned me was a politician making a list or implying that she was going to make a list of the people that were supportive of the last administration. And 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 what do you do with a list like that when you say you you're gonna remember who is supporting? That is not America, that's not healthy, that's not good. I'm praying against that. Um how we conduct ourselves as a church and as Christians is gonna be key as we go for as we go forward. Um, I believe there's going to be some unintended consequences possibly. We talked about Riffra last week. Uh, We didn't even talk about Hyde Amendment with uh, abortion. Um, There's freedom of speech, but I I just believe that some of my Daniel 6 sermon that I was talking about could come to pass. It could come to pass that we're in one of those moments where um, there's deep concerns of what's going on, but I'll ask it again, what do we do now? All right, that was my intro. I want to say, elections over here. Now I'm talking about how are you going to live today? How are you going to live today as a follower of Jesus? Because regardless of how the election, remember elections over here, regardless of how that turns out, there are still people that hate each other. There are still people that are unfriending. You know, there's, I won't be your friend. I am not. Gonna, I don't want to be your neighbor anymore. There are people that, it's, there's a lot of volatility. There's still marches. You check the traffic. Is 94 shut down or is it open today? Is 35 open or shut down? Can we go out to eat downtown or should we go to the suburbs? That's very real going on right now. How are we going to live in this world? And I'm comforted by what a friend of mine said the other day, Steve Pennington. He's one of the missionaries we support. He said, we serve a certain... Lord in a time of uncertainty. We serve a certain Lord in a time of uncertainty. and uh, not every campus is saying the same songs but in online, but we just sang, and he shall reign forever. I mean, and he's on the throne and then it says like the kings are like shadows and I just was like, isn't it true? They just go by <laughs> but he is on the throne. God's on the throne. So what do we do right now? First thing, so obvious, we pray. And I know you're like, yeah, yeah, that's really obvious, but have you done it? Yes. Have you prayed? Or have you talked about prayer? Have you thought about prayer? Have you tweeted, I'm gonna pray, but you're supposed to pray. We need to pray for the situation that we're in, pray the truth prevails, pray that we can be unified, pray that we can be against the violence. I don't wanna see uh, the White House have to have a 15-foot fence around it anymore. I don't wanna see uh, people afraid and, 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 and you can't buy ammo and people are like, what's going on in this country? This whole last week, I was like, I told Becca, I said, I got to pray more and, and watch the news less. I, I, I said, I can't be on She had the news on, you know, she had the news on in the room. I said, turn that off. Turn off. She's like, you don't like it? I'm like, I don't. I just got to pray more. I, I don't want to get distracted. You know, I didn't know the vote tally. I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, I got to pray more. You got to pray more. We got to pray more. And in every situation we find ourselves in, we've got to pray more. When Paul found himself in the situation of being in prison, He was just one guy in prison. The church wasn't in prison, but just one guy. He says this in Ephesians 6, 19. He says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. He's chained up. And he says, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. He's like, pray for me. In this situation, pray. In every situation we find ourselves in, we pray. Peter, when he was in prison, if you're reading along with us in our SOAP, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer, we saw Peter in prison this week in the book of Acts. And they pray. He gets released from prison in an angelic, miraculous prison break, knocks on the door, they don't believe it's him. I mean, pray at least believing that your prayer is gonna get answered. You know what I'm saying? So they're praying, and then he comes out. So he's praying in that situation. Esther, when she was facing a horrific ethnic cleansing, she's like, pray, 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 fast. They pray, they fast. She speaks up, and God reverses the whole thing. So we pray in this situation right now. Secondly, we pray for those in authority. 1 Timothy 2.2 is Paul saying prayer for all people. He says, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. We always pray for those in authority. And by the way, No cute little scriptures like pray that his days will be short. Don't post that. Don't post like psalms and different things and don't do those things. Don't make fun of praying for leaders. We pray for all our leaders. If you haven't prayed for President Trump, repent, you got about, I don't know how many days. All right, but anyways, I'm telling you right now, we pray for those in authority. We pray for the justices and the judges. We pray for the governor. You know that on the National Day of Prayer, I went to our city hall where Beck and I live, and I prayed for our mayor, sent him a text, I said, "I prayed for you today. I went to our state capitol, and it, it, this is during COVID, and I went, and I, I went to the state capitol, and Beck and I prayed on the Capitol grounds, and we went over to the governor's mansion, and I, I tried to get the word to Governor Walls. We prayed for you. I, I, then I, we went and prayed by an American flag, and we prayed for our, we pray for our leaders that's what we do. We don't just talk about it. We pray for our leaders. And so the first thing we're going to do right now that we should have been doing all along is we're going to pray. That's what we're going to do. Secondly, we are going to watch our conduct. I'm serious. In Philippians 1, Paul's writing in, he says, whatever happens, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. He says, conduct yourselves. Now the word that he uses for conduct yourselves, I'm gonna have him put it up on the screen so you can just take a look at it. Go ahead and put the word that is found in Philippians. I think we have it. The word is ready. It's not, yeah, there it is. It's on the other side. I'm right-handed. It's left, all right? They changed it up on me, all right? All right. If you look at that word, politic, isn't it interesting? What does it sound like? Politics, right? It's where we get our word. He says, conduct yourself. That's the word. Be involved as a citizen. Okay? But he doesn't say be involved as a citizen of a political party, and that's okay to do that. But he says, be involved as a citizen of heaven and conduct yourselves worthy of the gospel. He says, conduct yourself in a way, be involved in what's going on, and, and, and conduct yourself in a way that is, is worthy of the kingdom that you're really a part of. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Really? You gotta think, I mean, I had to remind myself over and over and over and over again, all right, I am part of this kingdom. That's my highest kingdom, that's what I'm in. So we're and, and, and as we as we conduct ourselves, we're gonna conduct ourselves in such a way that. The world will have nothing bad to say about us. 1 Peter 2.12 says, Live such good lives amongst the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And and the word that he uses for live such good lives, it's not just good lives. He said, live good lives, it's good and lovely. Live such good and lovely lives when we leave church, when you log off online. you Live such a godly, good, and lovely life that the world would have to try to think of something to say bad about you because you're doing things so well living for God. Now here's the thing. The world will slander the church. They'll say, it's your fault, it's your bad, this is bad. And they don't understand what the church is trying to do. I mean, they don't understand what we're trying to do in church. But the early church got slandered way worse than anything we've ever been slandered. The early church, imagine this, you're trying to start the church and, and you're out there and you're, you're trying, you get these converts and, and you're telling them they gotta live pure and holy and they're like, we don't even know how to do that. God will give you the grace. And then you do communion and they eat the lord's supper they take and we did communion and we the bread and the drink and then the people outside are like you know what they do at church they kill people and then they eat them they talk about body and blood and they accused the early church of cannibalism that's what they did they said don't join the church they eat people okay then they said you know what they get together and they call it their agape love fest. It's a love fest, it's immorality, it's just immoral what's going on when they close the doors. It's a love fest, it's immoral. So they're accusing of immorality and it couldn't be anything, but they're pure. And then they said, you know what, by the way, Christians damage the trade. If Christians come into your community, they will damage your trade. We see this in the book of Acts, Acts 19, where the silversmiths in Ephesus, they've got a a business making idols. And they're like, guys, Christianity's bad for the idol business. They don't worship the false idols. They're worshiping Jesus. So we've got to make up things and tell everybody their business is going to go down if the Christians move in. They're slandering them. And then they said, you know what? They'll, they'll bust up your family. Christians are bad for family. They, they don't, don't let Christians come in. They said, you know what? Christians are bad for slavery because you know what they do? They turn slaves against their masters. No, no, no. What they did was add value to everyone and say whether you're rich or poor, slave or free, male or female, everyone has value and they said, oh boy. And so they started making up lies against the church. They said they hate man. And they said, no, it can be anything from it. They love. They said they're disloyal to the government. No, because they didn't pledge that Caesar was God. They said Jesus is Lord. And so, I mean, think about all these things. Man, conduct yourself in such a way that when they say those things and people come and check us out, they'll see that we're really legit. Sometimes I don't even mind the rumors. You know, people are like that's crazy at River. Valley. Well, how crazy? You know. <laughs> then people come check it out, and they're like, "It's not crazy. They're actually really nice." All right. So, third thing, remain steadfast. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that the work you do for the Lord isn't wasted. The Apostle Paul is giving a list to the people there and he's saying, hey, it's not wasted. He's saying, death is swallowed up. And by the way, be steadfast because your reward is great. And he's like, live godly, be steadfast, be unmovable. Man, here's what I want to say. The list from last week, it's still our list this week. Mm -hmm. We're still for the poor. We're still for ethnic diversity. We are still for the free worship of Jesus Christ in a nonviolent way. We are still pro-life we are still going to live counter to the sexual culture in this world that list is it. we're going to be steadfast immovable didn't matter it wasn't just an election sermon it's it's who we are it's what we do not a trick question here but how many days between presidential elections i don't expect you to know it but 1456 days 1456 days now remain steadfast for jesus If you were pro-life when you pulled the lever for the vote, are you going to be pro-life helping for 1,456 days as we go to the next one? If you're like, man, we are for ethnic diversity. We are there. Okay, you pulled the lever, but are you going to live it out? We're for the poor. Okay, you pulled the lever, but will you 1,456 days to prove what you believe and you can be steadfast unmovable Uh, the world will never be changed by a bunch of christians that just vote but it'll be changed by a bunch of christians that live it out every single day that's how the world gets changed So Paul's saying, be steadfast, unmovable. That's what we're going to do. And so between elections, we're going to be steadfast. And by the way, you have your whole life to live to be steadfast, unmovable. This is how we're going to live it out. And we're going to live it out every single day. What we believe, we live it out. Number four, and I've got five things. If you're wondering, how long is this sermon going? We're on four, we got five, all right. Number four, keep the main thing, the main thing. Keep the main thing, the main thing. We have the great commandment and the great commission. Okay, we have the great commandment and the great commission. The great commandment is found in Matthew 22 because this guy was asking Jesus, he's like, What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. We're gonna keep doing that, great commandment. And then he said, This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second one's like it love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So, we've got the Great Commandment. We're gonna love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. We're gonna keep the main thing the main thing. That's what we're gonna keep doing. We're gonna love God and we're gonna love our neighbor. We're gonna faithfully worship God. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be a faithful witness to our neighbor of who God really is. And then we have Great Commandment and we have Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We're gonna keep the main thing, the main thing. We're gonna keep living out the great commandment and we're gonna keep fulfilling the great commission. That's what we're gonna keep doing. We're still gonna send the 500 missionaries. We're still gonna give millions to kingdom builders. We're gonna go into all this. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. We're gonna keep the main thing, the main thing, and I have to keep, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. That's really good. All right, so I'm preaching to myself. I'm going to keep the main thing, the main thing. That's what we've got to do. All right, number five. We're going we're to continue the mission. Continue the mission, which is kind of like keep the main thing, the main thing. But I just want to end with this thought, and I've got plenty to say here. So we're going to continue the mission. Now in the military phonetic alphabet, you know, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, okay, they have a, a, a thing that they say, Charlie Mike, Charlie Mike, continue mission. It's just short, Charlie Mike. Are we going to stop or are we to go? Charlie Mike, continue mission, continue mission. We're moving forward. The early church had challenge after challenge after challenge, and they continued. Mission. They were Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike, we're going to go forward. The church at Philippi had adversaries. The church at Corinth had huge divisions. The church at Galatia had false teachers that crept in. The Roman church during Nero, I mean, had persecution. They got blamed for a huge fire that burned down Rome. I mean, and they're like, you know what they were doing? Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike, continue mission. Continue mission. We're moving forward. And you would think that persecution, you know, would slow them down. Nope. Charlie Mike, continue. We're going to continue the mission. The confessing church in Germany was driven underground. Charlie Mike, they continued to move forward. The the Russian church during the Bolshevik Revolution, Charlie Mike, they continued to have the church continued on the mission. The Chinese church in the Cultural Revolution of the 1960s, Charlie Mike, they continued the mission. They just stayed on mission that's what that happened matter of fact when we were in China I'll never forget the first time I was in China and I felt so bad for these people they, they had lost all you know they're in communist country and I was like what do you want us to pray for and they're like pray that we continue the mission I'm like alright do you want freedom or anything they're like no and I'm like oh really cause like we've got freedom like we've got all these wonderful things in America and they're like yeah don't worry about that just pray that we continue the mission I'm like okay have you ever seen pictures of America cause it's pretty crazy and they're, and they're like don't want to pray for that just pray we continue the mission okay I mean we're literally under like we're literally hiding from the authorities and I'm asking them anything they don't want to pray, like don't pray that the authorities catch nope, they're like, pray that we continue the mission, continue mission. Do you realize by 2030 it's estimated China will have more Christians than any other country on earth? Wow. Charlie Mike, continue mission, continue mission. And I realize this, God's promises are not contingent on anything. God's promises are not stopped by anything. God promised us the power of the Holy Spirit, still true today, true every day, doesn't matter who is the, the, the king that's like a shadow, the president that's like a shadow, that goes right on by and, and, and passes. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. God's promises, he promised us Holy Spirit power. He promised us supernatural peace. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Still true, still true. All those are true. Charlie Mike, continue mission. Charlie might continue, but that's what we're going to do, and so we're going to continue to do this. I pray that with all this, man, we will we will lean into what God's wanting to do right now. We are going to lean into what God wants to do right now. U.S. history gives us hope, and again, remember, I'm not talking about election. I am talking about the volatility that we're living in. U.S. history gives us hope from the '60s. There were riots; it was chaos. There is political unrest. Most in our congregation did not live through that, or you were too young to remember if you were born around that, okay? But there is political unrest. There was anarchy. There was just division. We were riots, protests, a divided nation. And then right after that division, there was the Jesus People movement. There is the, come on, I, I was in the Jesus People movement. That's where we went. We went to the first time we went to a church that was not mainline and they were raising their hands and they were speaking in tongues and the guy behind me was raising his hand. He was worshiping God. He just hit me on the head. And I thought, we're never coming back here. And then we got in the car. We're like, that was awesome, okay? <laughs> the charismatic renewal came out of that. That's what happened, all of a sudden things happened and there were revivals and things that came out of it. And that's what I've been praying now. I've been praying, God, again, forget elections over there. I'm talking about the world we're living in. Yeah. Talking about the city that many of us are suburbanites of. And we have campus in Minneapolis. Some of are right in there, some are suburbanites. Some of you are watching from a distance. I'm praying for what was upheaval and chaos and boarded up could turn to revival. I'm praying that God could do it again. And then in this volatile time, whenever he can come with his power, we'll be ready to be the church that's gonna take advantage of the opportunity that God breaks in on the scene. Why can't he do it again? Why can't he do it again? I've talked to so many people who are like, well, this is gonna, this is gonna. I was like, or revival. And they're like, well, yeah, you know. I'm like, well, can't we have revival be a stronger option? I mean, can't we have that be a strong... So, Charlie, Mike, continue mission. Yes. We're going to continue mission. And we're not going to ease up. We're going to keep going forward. We're going to see what God has. We're going to pray for our president. We're going to pray for our leaders. We're going to live in such a way that, man, we... They have to make up lies about us because we're living so good for Jesus. Lord, I pray. I pray that right now, that that just drop into our spirit right now. Charlie, Mike, continue mission. I pray against any defeat or despondency. I pray against people that drive by boarded up buildings and think how, almost like, can these dry bones live And I would say by the spirit of God, those buildings can be filled with people again. Those businesses could prosper again. People could love and go to the park and not be filled with fear. People could see people coming down the street and not have animosity and and prejudice in their heart, but love pouring out of their heart. Revival is what it's going to take. It's not a, a... program it's not a leader there's not one leader we could elect other than king jesus that could do that and and you're not running for office you're eternal and so god we say do revival in our life bring it right now and help us to live in such a way that the world sees how good you are bring revival and uh, uh, we're going to keep praying we're going to keep living we're going to keep pursuing and we will charlie mike we will continue mission continue mission and I just pray this last thought as I, as I pastor our church, God, I thank you for the privilege to pastor that. I thank you for the wonderful pastors that are on this team that help this. But I even pray right now that there'd be a spirit of confession amongst people. They would confess and they'd say, I apologize for the anger. I apologize for stealing your yard sign. I apologize for doing this wrong to you. I apologize for what I said about you in my car. I apologize to you. I don't want to live that way. I pray for revival that it would start with us. It would start with us. We truly want to live on mission like you called us to do that. I pray for that. I pray for it. Charlie, might continue mission in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.